Will you outlast your money? Do you stay awake at night worrying about providing for your family? Are you making the right decisions about your investments? There are many life-changing decisions that arise and questions you want answered when going through divorce or after you've received your settlement. This is the Financially Ever After podcast, where you'll hear stories of women like you and get advice from the industry's top professionals. Here's your award-winning and nationally recognized host, Stacey Francis. So welcome to Financially Ever After, a podcast coming to you every other week with the information you need to make smart decisions during and after your divorce. This is a podcast made for you, for women. And I'm Stacey Francis, and we have a very special guest here today, Katie Lynch. Katie's someone that I've gotten to see in many different places. We met each other, had a cup of coffee. I've been able to see her live in action, speaking and on panels. And all I have to tell you is that we have a very special treat. She comes to us with a very strong legal background, and she was a former matrimonial and family lawyer back in England, actually something that I go to the UK, just went to London last week. I have a lot of family there. And she decided to come here to be with her husband back in 2016. And at that time, retrained, and she retrained as a divorce coach and launched her wonderful consulting company called Apiary Consulting. What's unique about Katie is exactly what I talked to you about. The fact that as a divorce coach, she also has a very strong, experienced background in the legal areas. And this is key, particularly, I imagine, working with some of your clients who might have questions about, number one, the legal process, but you know, even more importantly, maybe questions about how to have the best relationship with their matrimonial attorney. Maybe even questions about why might my matrimonial attorney be suggesting X or Y. And so really bringing you know, much more understanding, I imagine, to the clients that you work with. So I'm very excited to have you here. Don't worry, all you listeners, we're going to be asking lots of questions that you want to know about especially questions about how to continue to kind of keep yourself together and go through this process, especially if you're working, if you have a career, how you can get through this as whole as possible. So without further ado, I'd love to say a great big welcome to you, Katie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I would love to hear from you kind of how you came to this. So you started back in the UK and was it the London area that you were living yeah, so I trained and practiced in London as a, as you say, as a matrimonial lawyer. And I think for me, it was the wrong career choice. I went into law very much, only wanted to do family law and wanted to do that because I really wanted to help people get through what I recognized was one of the most stressful times in their lives. I'm not in any way saying that a lawyer does not do that, but it's not necessarily there job description and job profile. And I think that's one of the real misunderstandings out there is that when people are going through a divorce, they very much expect their lawyer to be that kind of one-stop shop for everything that they need, Mm -hmm. all of that. And a lot of that is, you know, the emotional support or the administrative support of everything that needs to be done when you're going through a divorce. And I don't think people understand how much they need to participate in their own divorce before they go through it. They just expect that they go to see a lawyer and the lawyer does everything and that's pretty much it. So there's no delegating a divorce. There is no delegating it, exactly. I mean, obviously, you can build a team and get people to help you as much as possible. But 
there certainly isn't delegating to one individual. If you just want to go through the process with a lawyer, you need to be ready to roll your sleeves up and do a lot yourself. And if you want that lawyer to be the holistic support that you're looking for, you're going to have some very, very expensive bills at the end of each month. So for me, when I was the lawyer, I wanted to be that additional support. And I was being told by my firm that that wasn't my role and that we really needed to send them elsewhere because there is a mismatch between the justifiable hourly rate for attorneys because they're lawyers, they're experts, they're supposed to be providing that legal advice. And if you provide that emotional support, it's just too expensive. It's your The client is always going to be dissatisfied at the end of the day because they don't expect to be paying so much for that additional support. Mm-hmm. So when I was practicing, I was always looking for someone to refer those people to. And sometimes it's not a therapist. They don't necessarily need a therapist if it's about support through a process. So I couldn't really find anyone. So when I moved to New York, it gave me an opportunity to first of all, get out of a position that I think was probably a bit of a mismatch for me and then look at how I might be able to fill the gaps that I knew were there and at the same time do something for myself that I thought I would enjoy more. So that's kind of what brought me to setting up this consultancy and took me to coaching. But I certainly think you're right, definitely. I would call myself a consultant rather than a coach because I think there is a difference in that dual experience. Whereas with coaching, I feel like you help people get to where they want to get to but you're guiding them to make that those decisions themselves and I certainly do offer a little bit more direction because of the experience I have on working with many many clients and Mm -hmm. you know lots of different divorce or family scenarios. I know one of the things that we talked about for those individuals going through a divorce that have a professional career you know, their dependence on that career typically is even more so because now that income is more important than it's ever been. But there also are challenges for individuals going through a divorce because the additional stress, the anxiety, the worry can impact you and your function, your Mm -hmm. function and your performance. I'd love to hear from you, how can women, number one, recognize that But what can we do to try and tailor our lives to have that impact our career as little as possible? Sure. I mean, I think that's what I find so interesting when I started doing this. I started doing this because many of my clients were those very successful working individuals. And it was them that were emailing me at three o'clock in the morning because it's the only time in the day that they could find to start, you know, actually focusing on that to-do list that I sent them that day. And I really noticed the impact that this was having on their professional careers. And I think traditionally, or certainly at the moment, people think, oh, divorce coach, divorce consultant, that's for the individual that doesn't work, that's emotionally struggling with this process. For me, that's completely wrong. And I think I know a lot of people that do similar things to me do focus their practice in that area. But I certainly want to focus on those individuals who are working professionals and are incredibly busy and whether they be entrepreneurs or senior executives but people that just none of us have the time in the day now to get everything that we need done so if you throw a divorce into the mix it's just completely overwhelming and I think even if you think you are the strongest toughest person in the room that's kind of irrelevant it's about even having more of an understanding about why this might be affecting your performance the way that you're interacting with your colleagues and just your day-to-day decision-making abilities. I think people don't think about the nuances, you know, 
am I making decisions in the same way that I was before when I'm operating at such a reduced level of sleep and on with such high anxiety and stress? And the answer is definitely not. And I think people need an extra person in their lives to make them aware of those, just those additional factors to make yeah. sure that they're monitoring themselves and they're not letting this already incredibly stressful time in their lives not destroy, but certainly have a very negative effect on their professional lives. And the other thing I'll say is that when you are one of those senior executives or entrepreneurs, your time is much, much, much more valuable than what you will pay to help a professional help you monitor that and make sure that you're not impacting your working life. And I think that's an important thing to recognize at the beginning is that, yes, I might have to pay another person, but actually the value in that is so much greater for me, both now and in the long term. You know, and two things I'm thinking about, number one, just not having the time, right? Mm -hmm. But number two, a professional who's done this many times before, understands, can make the process quicker, easier, more accurate with maybe compiling information about investment accounts or income or expenses. Because this is a finite period of window, a, a finite time when you're making decisions that are going to impact the rest of your life. Right? Sure. And I think a lot of it is about getting connected to the right process to start with. And that I think is another problem, which comes again from a misunderstanding in the system is that people think I'm getting divorced. I need a lawyer. And they just Google best family lawyer in New York, or they think, oh, which friend of mine has had a divorce? And normally the friend that you know that had the divorce had the most contentious divorce. And their lawyer might not be the right fit for you. And I think it's definitely about getting in there early, making sure you know all of the options available to you. When I work with people, I really front load the whole process. So get them as organized as possible, get all of their like basic financial information together, get all of the facts together, and then look at the scenario in a whole, what process is going to fit them best and the mm-hmm. circumstances that they're in, what's going to offer the path of least resistance for sure. Um, and then it's about packaging their case right to that right professional so that yeah. that professional has all of the information from the get-go that immediately getting advice rather than information gathering. And most importantly, with the right person so that they can really try to avoid immediately ending up in a contentious divorce process that they could avoid. I second what you say very much so. So many women that we'll meet will say, you know, well, my friend used this attorney. I'm going to work with them too. And my thought is, well, do you wear the same size pants as your friend? Yeah, Um, Most likely you don't. So, I mean, just because she wears size five, you would wear size five. It doesn't work that way. Just because she worked with her attorney and it worked for her doesn't mean it's necessarily right for you. And, you know, even if you feel like your situation might be similar to your friend's, there are so many factors that you don't know about that, you know, we're not privy to you. Mm-hmm. And having an outside expert like yourself or someone else, a financial or someone that somehow can look at the different types of attorneys and the different type of process that you can choose from and have a more almost like autonomous, more independent view, because otherwise it's very difficult to figure out who the right attorney is based on their website and that one hour consultation that you may have had. Mm -hmm. And there's so much, I think, value that you can bring of guiding them 
to say, okay, here are the three people that based on your situation that I've worked with that will really work. Exactly. And I think that that's absolutely right. It is that there is no one size fits all. And I don't think, I mean, I don't know how many divorces I worked on, but I certainly can't think of any two that were even that similar. Like it is so, everyone's lives are so different and you don't share the mm-hmm. real intricacies of your lives with your friends. You don't, like nobody does. Yeah. So, no. especially when times are really tough. So I think you're right, is that even if you think your friend and you have very similar lives, you, you don't. You don't have similar personalities as well. And a lot of it is about personalities. And mm-hmm. I think you need to find individuals that you immediately can kind of bond with. I think yeah. it's all about those personalities and finding somebody who you can really, really trust to help you yeah. through what is... I think they say divorce is the second most stressful event in your life, only second to the loss of a spouse or a child. It is horrible. And you need your friends, but you need them to help you in a different way. I'm glad that you brought up losing your spouse because I feel like there is a stigma at work. Here you are, you're a professional woman and you're going through a divorce. You're not typically given the same leeway and understanding as a woman who may have just lost their spouse. But yet the experience that women go through with a divorce, a lot of the grief, the anger, even if she was the one who initiated divorce, many of those stages of grief occur, but we don't give people going through divorce the same understanding I think, or compassion as someone whose spouse has passed away. So how do you approach the subject with your colleagues, with your management in a way that preserves your job and preserves also your credibility as a successful professional? Sure. And actually, this is one of the things I'm really trying to change is that there are certain things in the workplace that people just don't feel comfortable talking about. And, you know, I'm talking to companies at the moment and they, some companies say to me, oh, well, we don't have anyone that gets divorced. And I say, that's definitely not true. Let me look at the statistics. They're not talking to you about it. It's like, you know, at this company, we only have happily marriages. So they're not talking to you about it. Something's wrong. Culturally, there is something wrong here. Like you should be creating an environment where your top, especially your top people, it should be everyone, but your top people that your entire organization depends on, if they are in an environment where they think they can't tell their boss that they're getting divorced because they're worried that they're going to worry that their performance is affected, yeah. then something is wrong. And be passed over for that great position exactly. or that unique project that's going to be yeah. the one to really launch their career even further. So I think that's a cultural problem for sure. And mm-hmm. one that absolutely needs to change. I mean, if you look at employee benefits and HR as a whole, I mean, it's an industry that's changing. People realize now, I think, what they didn't before, mind-blowingly, that personal lives and work lives cannot be separate. They're completely intertwined. What happens in your personal life is definitely reflected in your work life. And they are definitely trying to tackle that. But mainly through providing things that make you happier rather than dealing with things when you're stressed. I do think most big companies will offer some support in a way of a kind of employee assistant program, but it does tend to be limited. It will offer you an hour's free advice with a lawyer or maybe with a mental health professional, but you're very dependent on the lawyers on those lists being the right fit for you. And that's very difficult because you need a little bit more of um, 
as we were saying, you know, overall analysis of your exact circumstances rather than just being, Mm -hmm. you know, matched to somebody on the list. I think personally, we need to change that and we need to be more open and honest about things. I think the best thing is you can go to your HR professional in your organization and say, this is happening, but I want you to know that I'm getting proper support. I am going to have to take time off work. I think trying to change the way that this is being dealt with and be more open about it, because I think trying to keep this under your hat is going to create more stress for you. And actually, you might be surprised that they will support you more than you might expect them to. And ask, what do they have available to help you in, you know, in the benefits suite that most companies have these days? I mean, you're not going to find much because uh, I know it's not out there, but there is employee assistance programs if you do need an hour with a mental health specialist, take it up. Might not be the right professional, but you might at least be able to offload some of the stress that you're feeling and feel a little bit better. But definitely, you know, get them involved, get them to help you gather the information that you need. A lot of it can be put together by them. They have it at their fingertips. It'll take a lot less time than you. All the retirement and yeah, exactly. They have access to that. So what I'm hearing, and this makes a lot of sense, go to your HR yeah. or maybe you decide it's your manager or whoever you feel like is the right fit, but that before you do that, you put the plan in place for the support you need and also maybe give them a landscape of, I'm going to possibly need this much time off, but I can make up for that by doing and maybe logging in after the kids go to bed or whatever it is, but somehow having that plan of, yes, this is going on. I have my support. This is what I need, but this is what I definitely can provide so that you feel comfortable doing that and that they feel comfortable as yeah, well. Exactly. Because I think it's always best for it to be on the table of usually communicating yeah. about it. And hey, if you're working in an environment where they're not going to support you through that, then that's probably why one in 10 people quit because it's very revealing. Like you want to be working for an organization that's going to support you through good and bad times. And maybe that's just something that, you know, you need to know now. But I definitely do think that people will be surprised. I think people will try to support them. And that there are other things that will be available to them, like lots of companies have pretty good emergency childcare benefits. And Mm -hmm. this is a time when if you've been, you know, family that have shared the, the parental load, um, if you're then getting divorced and you're having to deal with living in different places and managing childcare more, then you might need things like that a little bit more than yeah. you might have yeah. needed them before. So there are books out there, more books, I think. I haven't read any books particularly about how to deal with you know, going through a divorce and keeping your performance as high as possible. There are books that were written, um, like Sheryl Sandberg just had a book, Option B, And she very honestly and candidly talked about after the death of her husband going back to Facebook and the challenges that Mm -hmm. she had of continuing to operate and need to operate at that very, very senior level. But we don't see many books, at least that I'm aware of, that really are women sharing this information about their divorce and what it was like to work through that. So from your perspective and your expertise, what can women do to keep themselves as fit? And when I say fit, I mean, not just like physically. In, I think in the U.S. we think physically, but from England, fit means also mental fitness mm-hmm. and emotional fitness. How can we do that? Well, you know, I think the two are interlinked, definitely. So like if you're becoming 
busier, which you are, because you've got more life admin to deal with. I think the first thing is try not to do it all. I think that's what we as women do. We try to do everything. Yeah. Because we feel like if we don't do it, we're somehow kind of failing. And I think it's a really important thing to just recognize, hold on, there are only so many hours in the day. This is temporary. Like this period of intense stress is temporary. It might not feel like it, but you know, five years from now, you're going to feel differently about this. This isn't the rest of your life. Like you will feel better. So for this temporary period, take a step back and then get help, whether you need more childcare or more help in the home or somebody like me to do all of the admin, all of the, as much as every single non-legal aspect of your divorce I can do. And that includes admin help, you know, helping you sell houses, move houses, get additional childcare, whatever it is you need. And I think it's recognizing, take a step back, get people to help you when you need them, get family to help you when you need them, tell people that you need help, stop trying to be strong. Don't skip going to the gym because actually, as I say, your like physical well-being and your emotional well-being are completely tied now more than ever. So just be aware of that and I think kind of own it in a different way that we do normally. And like that means really asking for help and recognizing that you know you need more assistance, but again, it's temporary and you just need to get through this in the best way that you can for you. And more importantly, for most people or lots of people going through this for your children I think mm-hmm. and you don't want to be sacrificing time with your children because you're sitting down to do the to-do list that your attorney said you want to be if you can obviously you want to be trying as much as you can to be as happy as you can through mm-hmm. a very difficult time so I have two questions and the first is that as you speak about the work that you do you're not your typical divorce consultant and that It sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, someone who comes to you, you are able to map out for them, this is what you need to do, this is where you need support, but then taking an additional step and getting them that support. So could you help them find additional childcare or help them look at how do you have someone come into the house and try and do your laundry and maybe make two or three meals for the week. Where do you go to find a therapist? How do we then find all this paperwork to be able to write our statement of net worth and our budget? Here's your list from the lawyer of the questions they have, and then you helping tackle sourcing that information. Does that sound like what you do? Because it's it's very comprehensive. I mean, there are many divorce coaches that will just go through your filing cabinets mm-hmm. and will get that information and help you compile it. But I've not yet met someone who can help with that other piece of really getting the support in your life that you need to continue to function at the way you want to function. Sure. And that's why I say that I think we're kind of the first consulting support yeah. consulting, consulting company because it's both that consulting or coaching which I think involves anything from emotional support or administrative financial preparation support, you know, looking at circumstances, matching to the right pressure, all of that. But then we also call ourselves a concierge service. So then that's the really heavy kind of family admin assistance. So whatever it is you need to like help you get back on your feet. There's a huge transition, obviously, when you move one household to two. And that's where the big to-do lists come in, right? Mm-hmm. Even post divorce, or, or once you've got to the bottom of 
agreeing everything with your spouse, you then still have to put those individual lives into place. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I kind of laugh sometimes when people are moving house and they say, oh, moving house, everyone says is one of the most stressful things you can do. Well, when you're going through a divorce, you probably might have to do that like twice and then you've got to do everything else on top of that. And you've got to think about, you know, re-putting in place all of the support systems that you had once as one family. It's an awful lot to do. Mm-hmm. You are one of these people. I mean, everyone, whatever you do in life, doesn't have enough hours of the day. But if you are trying to run your own company or you're a CEO at a, a big public company here in New York, you are definitely not going to have the time to mm-hmm. do all of that. So, yeah, I definitely think we are fairly unique in that we offer that like, holistic mm-hmm support to people from the very beginning all the way through you know and some people need help for a while it takes a long time to adjust yeah I mean I just came back from vacation on Monday and I'm adjusting and that's just from vacation yeah and so that was like a good adjustment right but yeah it takes four yeah. days to unpack the bags I know I know and then you know 20 loads of laundry can you give us an example of you know your typical client you know man or woman that you've worked with and kind of what you did because I think that would be helpful too for our listeners to think about what are the possibilities? Because one of the challenges is that women in general, and I think some men too, but definitely women, we tend not to ask for help. Almost Mm -hmm. like we don't even know what to ask for help for, Mm -hmm. right? We just kind of do it. Yeah. So I'd love to hear from you if you have any. Yeah, well, as I say, my typical clients at the moment, because that's what I'm focusing on is senior executives in companies. And, you know, sadly for me, I think probably there is still a greater percentage of those that are men, but they are not all men, thankfully. And I think that that will continue to shift. But that's another conversation. But yeah, senior executives who are working in companies that do not have the time in the day to be dealing with this. What I do for them is, well, it depends how early on in the process I'm I'm introduced to them. But hopefully early enough in the process that they haven't already been really connected to any professionals. So first of all, I have an initial consultation with them, learn as much information as I can as possible, see whether there is any way that this can be non-contentious. And actually, happily, most times, I really think that something goes wrong to point them in that direction. And then I actually use a pretty good software platform that makes life a lot easier for people to gather all of their information and all of their facts, have it all in one place, give them access to that. So they have the power of their own information. And that software is Detour Life. Is that Detour.life. Yep, yeah. Detour.life. And everyone listening, we'll make sure that in the show notes that we put a link to Detour Life and so that you can take a look at the software, see if it might help your situation. And Do you want to talk a little bit about how it connects the professionals as well as the clients, the spouses as well? So yeah, the reason this this software is so good and that I can use it with my clients and as I say, connect them to it so they have the power to, you know, to access their own information is it allows you to invite as many professionals as you want or uninvite them if you also decide to move to a different person, which happens a lot. Again, I think because of the personality aspects, you might just be match with the wrong person so yeah it has kind of two windows professionals can use it like me and you can have all of your cases or individuals can use it themselves build up a lot of this information themselves organize it in a shareable way and I think that's what there wasn't before this platform existed is 
a way to organize everything very easily. It walks you through certain wizards, asks you certain questions. So you're kind of building all of the information that your lawyers or your financial experts will need without you even realizing that you're doing it. And then with a touch of a button, emailing a link to them, and then they have that. Whereas I think now at the moment, what's so kind of crazy is that you're sharing information amongst each other in a really disorganized Emails going yeah, here, exactly. unsecured, yeah. PDF here, not yeah. password protected. Yeah, Social security yeah. numbers. Yeah. yeah, so difficult. Yeah. So yeah, I use that a lot with my clients and that's really part of the first things that I do with them is get them as organized as possible. And in a way that if they then don't want to use me tomorrow, they have that information themselves. The work has been done. They yeah. don't lose that. They have they the infrastructure. They, work with me yeah. they have it there. You know, they own it. They just have to continue paying a very small monthly subscription to continue to have it. And then with clients, it's really whatever they need. It's so bespoke, as you said, it's so much about their individual circumstances. You know, one client might have particular circumstances where they have a certain religion and they need a professional that understands those like religious and cultural differences that they will be experiencing because of the divorce that they're going through. And it will be about understanding that and matching them to different professionals because of that, like individual set of circumstances. It really, 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 really depends. And so it's why it's so hard to kind of give you, what do I do for each client? It's really about what they need to help them get through this in the most seamless way possible. And it's never going to be seamless, sadly doing as much as we can to make that happen. Well, I can't thank you enough for being here. I would love for our listeners to know how to contact you. If you have a website that you would prefer that you visit, or if there's an email and I'll make sure that that's in the show notes too. Sure. Because I imagine in my hope upon hope is that the women who are listening to this going it alone make the investment in themselves. And and I would say the investment in their relationship with their children, because again, I know as a mom, when I have extra things to do, it comes out of the time I have with my kids. And that eats me alive. That is my time with my children is my ray of light, my sunshine. And so my hope upon hope is that women listening today and professionals also listening, divorce professionals, Mm -hmm. to, again, encourage our clients to seek this help, Mm -hmm. to seek this help. So how can they reach out to you, Katie? Sure. My website is apriconsulting.com, which is I-A-R-Y consulting.com, and email is katielynch at apriconsulting.com. And you can, all my info is on the website, so you can reach out to me by mobile or whatever. I mean, one of the things... And I think it's also a little bit different about the way we work is that we don't have a law firm that you have to turn up to. Like it's flexible. We work to the client's convenience. Everything can be done over the phone or video or we can go to their home if they want. It's about the client being comfortable in their environment and us working for, for their convenience as opposed to the other way around. And I think that is a little bit different. And I think that that very bespoke, unique, customized way of working is even more important for someone who is a highly, highly stressed professional Mm -hmm. dealing with a lot in the corporate workforce, let alone throw this on there too. So 
I love that you do that because what be right for someone like me would be completely different for maybe someone else. And um, that's why it's kind of hard to have a prescriptive right. kind of formula of what we yeah. do. You know, we have a breakdown of certain services we provide, but as you said, right at the beginning of this conversation, everyone's circumstances are so, so different. So yeah. There is just no one size fits all. And I think it's pretty important to recognize that like yeah. straight off the bat. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you. And thank, thank you for you. your time. And thank you for everyone for listening into Financially Ever After. I will also include the website for Katie's firm and her email right in the show notes so that if you didn't have a chance to write that down and you were driving or doing whatever, it's right there. But I really encourage you to take care of yourself. We see more and more that the stress and the anxiety of going through divorce really impacts our health. And it actually, studies have shown, shortens your lifespan. Not so good. So these are things that are not an option. They're a necessity. So please do invest in yourself. And if you have any questions, particularly about the financial end, about your proposed settlement and how that might impact you and your children, your family long-term, and need to see what that will look like financially to help you make those good decisions, please do reach out to us. That is the work that we love to do where we can add a huge amount of value so that when you are making those lifelong choices, you can do those with confidence, knowing that you're going to have a secure future, not only in the short term, but the long term. So reach out to us, francisfinancial.com. And again, thank you for tuning in to Financially Ever After. Please share, please let other women that you love and care about know about this because this is our mission to help particularly women going through divorce have access to the right tools and the support they need because you deserve it.